Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. This is your co-host, Parker Moon. This is your normal co-host, Brett Irvin. I'm your darling little lad, Daniel <laughs> Daniel Phillips. We are a weekly book club podcast where three friends are, go over one book <laughs> every month, and we make friends along the way. I've never thought about uh, it, And sometimes you are. we're darling little lads, even. <laughs> It's a perfect description of you. Couldn't even get it out. Hey, what's I up, was, man? When you said darling little lad, you know what came into my head? Uh, I'm a little cream. lad who loves yeah. berries and cream. Oh, yeah. my God. You guys are in my head. Get out. <laughs> I feel like I, I do that song. I love that mascot. You're New always intro? thinking of berries and cream. Berries and cream. Berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Up the octave. Up the octave. <laughs> Uh, what if we just changed this podcast to be about uh, like former mascots for for brands that no longer exist, and we give them we 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 breathe life back into their dead souls? No, they should probably stay dead. We could do that education connection commercial. The get connected. For oh God, free. no! Those ones are that the worst. Education connection. Do you think there's a large farm or like island where all the dead mascots go? Yeah, all the retired ones. The, the retired mascots go, and then and then they Out they the like pasture. look to like the ones that have just like never died, like Tony the Tiger, and they're just like infinitely jealous and sad that they don't have immortal status. Yeah, the, I mean, that sounds like Lionel, a TV show. The Lionel Coin Bank sitting in the underworld, looking up at Tony the Tiger every day, being jealous. You know who kills a lot of theirs is Geico. They pump out great ones and then they just recycle them. Oh, that's true. The cavemen are. They're they're probably show. doing okay in retirement. The, ca- the caveman did turn out to be a TV show that got uh, canceled pretty swiftly after yeah. the makings of it. They made their money. Flow, hey, you guys want to talk about books? Flo yeah, is killing it. Flo's <laughs> Flo's immortal. She's reached immortal status yeah. for sure. Let's talk about books and 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 stuff and talk with each other. Okay, Ducky. Yeah, dude. Short stories first. Short stories first. Stories story. I said that right. Our Short segment where last. we catch up. Yeah, so my catching up this week is, uh-huh. is lo and behold, just about books. I just, I love, I'm going to just talk about a book that I read. I love talking about books. So I finished the first book in the Lacanius Trilogy by James Eilington. It mm. was very long, and it was pretty good. I'm just going to give it a pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, Beautiful covers. Pulp- Hoping it gets better. Wonderful, wonderful covers. But I do want to talk about the first one and um, request from you two, if you don't mind me spoiling the first like 30 pages, if that's okay I will forget. I will forget so fast. So one thing I really liked about this book, and this kind of gives you an idea of what the book and what the series is about. So uh, it's it's a POV book mainly through three different main characters. Is this epic fantasy? Yes, yes. Okay. So these three characters, they're all students in this school. And the way the world works is that, um, you know, generations ago, there was a war between the gifted, who are people that can inherit these magical abilities, and basically the non-gifted. And they put tenets in place, like magical bindings. it's this like, like the pretties and the uglies. It's like it makes me think of Korra with like benders versus non-benders. Or or and like so, the pretties and the uglies from that old book series. Yeah, sure. So um basically these magical tenets were put in place where 
gifted could not harm um, non-gifted people and they had to abide by their rules. And it's like a magical binding, like they they physically cannot do it. It's, it's mm. not like a, you can't break the rule. Um, and so the gifted go to these schools where uh, they, they practice their powers. And if you are not able to um, pass a test kind of like at the end of the school year, uh, you become a shadow, which means your gift is taken away from you because oh. you're not trusted with your power. And so it sets that kind of world building up, right? And it sets it to be what the story is going to be about because our main character, he's gifted, but he doesn't really have a, a grasp of his powers at all. And it definitely is like, all right, I see where this book is going. Uh, very quickly into the book uh, during uh, Asia, another POV, she wakes up and she walks out into the school and everybody in the school has been brutally murdered. An evasion happened oh, in God. the school oh, and dang. everyone is dead. And she escapes the school as well as the other two main characters and they just like go off and the school, the school's done. Like that's... That's it for the school. This, uh, it just, this like, is giving Poppy War. It just like totally flips the genre on because I've how like how much fantasy is just like a school where you learn about your powers, right? Uh-huh. And so like it, it was really <laughs> cool because it just like flipped the genre on its head a little bit, in my opinion. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. And I, I've started the second one. So updates. Is it, it's a completed trilogy, right? Yeah, fully completed trilogy. Um it's the only three books this author has written. That's it. Oh wow. Nice. I love oh, that. Nice. I, that's that's a good feeling to be like current with an author too. Yeah, it's cool. So very, that's cool. very exciting. But I just yeah. wanted to share that because I thought it was awesome. No, that sounds good. I'm I yeah. I'll, I'll put it on my li- my in like ever growing list of books to read, but I don't know when I'll be able uh, to get to it. <laughs> they're long. The first think- book was 700 pages, and it is the shortest one. Oh wow! Oh wow! Those are big boys. Yeah, it's a uh, classic. I feel like my doorstopper list- epic fantasy. I feel like my book list for this year is like already grown like out, out like I, I'm not going to be able to keep up. So that's exciting. I'll, I'll definitely add it. And then um, eventually I'll get to it and we can talk about it in, in length. For sure. Uh, well, I'll I'll jump. I'll jump from there. Um, I've been reading a lot of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow uh, as yeah. we should all be for our, our book club. I'm going to finish this trilogy first. I only have to read 1,600 more pages. (laughs) Okay. Oh, Oh, boy. All right. Daniel's going to be trying to... You're going to be sweating on those last couple days trying to finish tomorrow. I'm not going to make it. Um, But I don't... So have you all started? I just started. I'm going to finish this trilogy first. Okay, 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 okay. I see, I see, I see. Um, Well, a little bit of a spoiler. Not not really, but it's about a lot of... It's a lot about gaming and game development. Okay. um, Which is cool. And uh, it's it's also like got a lot of like retro game references. So my short story this week is about a retro video game that Maddie and I have been playing vis-a-vis the Nintendo 64 like channel or or whatever it is app, I guess, on the Switch that lets you play Nintendo 64 ports. Please say Banjo. Please say Banjo. The game is Pokemon Puzzle. Have y'all played Uh, this game? I have not. Tell I've seen Pokemon it. Puzzle before. So, so Pokemon Puzzle, it's it, it it's like they just really wanted to do a Tetris, mm-hmm. and okay. there's nothing to do with <laughs> Pokemon. They just really wanted to do a Tetris, but they wanted to capitalize on the, the success franchise. of of the late '90s. You know, like this is this is like 
early generation like Ash and Friends Pokemon. I love that. Um, and and so they they did it. They did a Tetris or, or like a I guess a Candy Crush would be like the modern day. <laughs> um, or, or or I guess maybe even a Doctor Mario would be the better way to do it. But yeah. the, you can go like head to head, right? Uh, so it's it's really fun. And it's really funny because they they all have like catchphrases like the trainers and the Pokemon, um, so it it's just obnoxious sounding while you're playing it because that's the only bit of it that's like actually Pokemon. It's like when you hit a big combo, Poliwhirl will be like Poliwhirl, and that, I mean that's like how it sounds. Um, and it, it it's it's just a great time. But also, Maddie is ridiculously good at it. Oh, and shoot. so it's been a very humbling experience for me. Uh, because you know, as a as a late twenties, uh, uh, you know, not not like capital G gamer, but I enjoy, I I partake in a video game every. You've now been and then. you've been playing games for twenty five years, right? Like it's just yeah. it's a part of what we grew up with. Um, and so I thought like, oh, this this will be easy. This game that <laughs> came out in the in the nineties, like oh, so I started on normal mode. And like couldn't beat the first level. Oh, and and it's Gary Oak. I could not beat Gary. Uh, and then Maddie came in and beat every single person through the Elite Four on her first try. Oh my um, gosh. She she did play she played it with her her like brothers and cousins growing up, so she had like a leg up on me. Yeah. But it's not it's not even close in the Moon household, who's like the reigning champion of Pokemon puzzle right now. But it's been a lot of fun. Um so that I mean that's it. That's my that's nice. uh, what I wanted to bring. Uh but also Kind of like a, a little uh, 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 sampling, uh, uh, an appetizer, if you will, of what to expect with our tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow conversation. I'm really excited to discuss that book because I feel like we're also just going to talk about like video game stuff yeah, next yeah. week. They should do a Tetris 99 for Pokemon Puzzle. Yeah, like bring it back. Br- get, give us an updated uh, Pokemon Puzzle, a 2023. Wow. Forgot what year you were in version of Pokemon Puzzle. Um, books I'm reading. I finished Tress of the Emerald Sea. I finished Jeanette McCurdy's book. And I am reading Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. So that's that's it. Wonderful. Um, and then I'm going to start in The Shadow of the Gods will be my next book. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, real, I'm really eager to get onto that. So I'll, I, think I'll, I think I want to start that with you, too. Just because okay, I, cool. I have it and I haven't read it or started it. So Dan, I'm yeah, I also finish the trilogy oh. first. Yeah, Dan, you also have to finish that trilogy first and read tomorrow, after, tomorrow, tomorrow. After the trilogy, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm also, I also am really eager to finish the, or I guess continue on the Jade City, um, the Greenbone Saga, because mm-hmm. I have those two books and I just all have, the, I have all these other books in my way. So that's that's next on my list. Cool. Brett, nice. what's up, man? Um, I just wanted to uh, bring a cool uh, show that uh, my parents put me on to. Um, it's, you know, we don't talk about how good PBS is enough. I feel like PBS is disrespected. I don't think they're disrespected. I don't (laughs) think that we as a podcast have talked about PBS ever. No, I just mean like in general, like no one ever talks about how good PBS is. But this is the time. In this case, there's a PBS show. It's called Finding Your Roots and it's hosted by Henry Louis Gates Jr. Probably don't know who that is. He's cool. (laughs) Um, Henry Henry Louis Gates Jr. Yes. Uh, Oh, see, I only know I only know senior. I I know. Okay. Stupid. So well, I thought I thought you guys were gonna make a uh, national treasure reference because it's the Gates family, but um, 
Nah, I was, that's I was a, that's expecting a deep that pull. response. That that's a, a deep, deep cut. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that national treasure knowledge just like Dude, top of mind ready get to go. On it. Um, I only remember that the side character's name is Riley. Dude, right? apparently he came back for the Disney Plus show. Spoiler alert. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, Sorry, I derailed us. Go on, Brett. Go off. But yeah, so it's basically they, every episode they have like two celebrity guests and they dive into their like ancestry. It's basically just like a show about like ancestry.com or like building their family tree. This is very cool. Right? And they find like super cool facts in their family history. They connect stuff. At the end of each episode, they tell each celebrity like these are our previous guests who you are related to stuff like that so it's like celebrities finding out they're related to other celebrities it's such a cool show um i watched it with my parents when i went down for christmas and i'd seen it before with them previously but um and i'm following them on tiktok now because they like show little clips of it but it's just such an interesting that's an awesome premise what give me that name again give us give the listeners it's called finding your roots finding your roots it's on pbs i think comes on tuesdays tuesdays or thursdays i think it's tuesdays i do have a Um, question um this not not to uh detract from how actually cool this show sounds but in every episode do they like talk like are they like oh you come from generational wealth because I feel like a lot of celebrities come from generational wealth. Well, there's like, there's, so there's, there's, there are instances like that where they, like, they, you know, talk to him about like their family's history of like involved with slavery, like stuff like that. So it's like, Ooh, they yikes. do get real. They yeah. they get real. Like they're talking to, uh, I can't remember if it was Penelope Cruz or somebody else, but she was married. She her like great great great, you know like ten generations back was like a conquistador who invaded Mexico and like oh, no. committed kind of genocide. Um, and so you but can't it's, commit kind of genocide, Brett. You got to commit either full she, genocide or no committed, genocide. Committed full genocide. Half, he was a really genocide. terrible person. <laughs> Sorry, he was he was a terrible guy. But it's just an interesting thing because. She and I, I'm probably getting, I don't think it was Penelope Cruz, but she was, she's like very, um, in touch with her, 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 her roots. And so like, she, she loves her heritage and stuff. So it was like an interesting thing for her to go through, like processing that that was part of it. So it's it's very interesting. Um, for instance, on a recent episode, they had Edward Norton, um, and he is related to Pocahontas. Like twelve oh. generations back, um, which is hilarious. And I, people on Twitter, there's some funny posts about calling him a nepo baby because he was related to Pocahontas, <laughs> <laughs> oh, which is really nepotism. funny. And then Jeff Daniels, who is the uh, the Dumb and Dumber guy, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he had family members who testified at the Salem witch trials. What? Yeah, it's just they bring That's in cool nutty. stuff like that every time. Um, so it's just such an interesting show, especially if you love ancestry stuff, which I know both my parents do, yeah. and I think is the cool. I love history, so but yeah. We so if you really have any kind of that. interest in that, yeah, we yeah. should get into ancestry stuff. I feel like I've always wanted to do that, um, but then I'm, I'm right. a little scared, and then I'm also like, uh, uh, you know, I just I feel like I don't know. I just, I just feel like. I'm probably like, what not if, that interesting. What if it's lame? What if <laughs> yeah, there's like exactly. zero, nothing cool? Right. There, there's probably like no, nothing in my, like we were a bunch of like 
cobblers and that was it <laughs> hey cobbling's cool man um but yeah it's really cool so please check that out it that reminds me of uh the scene from hitch you know what i'm talking about yeah where they go where to ellis yeah. island they go to ellis island and she finds out it's like the something the, the butcher, butcher of and he thought it was like a meat butcher like for deli meats and it was yeah. a person who had committed like <laughs> serial killings yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, man hitch is a great movie uh attack that onto your pbs watch list go watch hitch yeah is hitch the one where when he um takes flight he always ruins the street no no (laughs) and you can't i know you're doing a hancock joke here dan (laughs) but hitch is such a good movie that you gotta you gotta walk that back it's a good movie (laughs) (laughs) all right do you want to get into discussions (laughs) yeah let's do it yeah we can't talk about hitchcock on this show no one's gonna listen now hancock not hitchcock oh that's right oh i don't even remember see that's a one that you can that's one that you can just forget it's completely forgettable <laughs> will smith and charlie's Theron movie where alfred uh, Ch- alfred hitchcock has superpowers that's right uh oh all right Book so time yeah so discussion this week uh oh we should quote of the week there's that's the segment we have right do we want to do that yeah all right, i'm gonna do quote of the week very very quickly so this this quote uh, is one that i brought um and this comes from tress of the emerald sea the quote is do not let memory chase you. Take advice from one who has dissected the beast, then rebuilt it with a more fearsome face, which I then used to charm a few extra coins out of inebriated audience. Enjoy memories, yes, but don't be a slave to those to who you wish you once had been. Those memories aren't alive. You are. Um, Good old great book. Good, Good quote. Book. There was I, I highlighted a lot in that book, uh, so th- that was one of many quotes. Lots of quotable quotes from Trust. Yeah um okay discussion this week yeah, we dude. are looking forward into the crystal ball that uh will show us what books are coming out in 2023 uh we are soothsayers we are we are seeing into the future and then we're going to talk about which ones we're excited to read Is that a crystal Daniel's ball sound? acting like a yeah that's good crystal ball fully work thanks there it is. yeah so um, excited books for 2023 that who wants to go first Oh, oh boy i'll go first okay um so no surprise here fantasy sci-fi is all of mine right now but right off the bat a day of fallen night by samantha shannon this is the prequel to priory of the orange tree and i don't know if you could find a better looking cover for a book <laughs> both both of them right samantha yeah. shannon has some sort of like hookup within the yeah she she gets it um, yeah, like it's the it's just, so pretty. Is half as good as the cover. I will be happy. <laughs> you read Priory last year, correct? I did. I read Priory last March. Um, uh, it's it starts slow. I did not think I was going to like it. There's a big switch about a third of the way through the book, and then I was like fully invested into it. Uh, super good. And like, All of the fantasy f- people I follow like rave about that book. Yeah, it's good. It's a massive world building and adventure packed into one standalone book. Like okay. you could just read that as a standalone because this is a prequel as well. It's not, you know, it's not adding on to the story mm-hmm. after Priory. So like you could just do Priory as a good standalone. But obviously this looks amazing and her writing is very, very good. I am really curious to know if 
the this the second one, the Day of Fallen Night, if that could be also read as a standalone, yeah, maybe. or if it would be something where you just miss everything because you want the connections with Priory. I don't know. Mm. I I'm, I'm I'll probably I I want to get onto that. I I don't even want to commit to anything anymore because I feel like my <laughs> 2023 books are all already yeah. just like yeah. Oh boy. Okay. That, that sounds great. I'm, I'm excited for you to read that one. And I'm yeah. excited for everyone else who's excited to read that one. Cause I, I know that Priory is like a very, very beloved book. Um, it's so popular. Like all of the, the, a ton of advanced copies went out for a day of fallen night. Like a ton of people have already read this book and said it's incredible. Just as good. Yeah. So can I hit you with one? Yeah, dude. Do it. Okay. So coming out in April, there's a book called untethered sky have y'all heard of this no i don't think so this so. is this is fonda lee's next book okay um, that she's writing but also you want to hear something beautiful about it connected no standalone oh, standalone and it's 160 pages it's a novella hey, it's a novella fantasy book so i i just there's i love a short book um uh, but it's i mean <laughs> I, I don't really know much about it um except for it's it's uh protagonist is esther and she's uh hunting a manticore um <laughs> and i don't know i just i really really like uh finally's cool. writing from greenbone um and i'm i plan on finishing the rest of the greenbone saga i don't know if y'all saw but jacob uh robinson who composes our intro music that that's for the listeners i know y'all know who jacob is the mozart um, of he, our time yes he he finished the the whole series oh, the whole really? saga yes, yes he does so gave cool. all of them five stars and had just like the the best things to say about it on goodreads so um i really i gotta finish that to talk to him about it um man so anyways so yeah that's uh untethered sky look look out for that fans of fonda lee um i'm gonna take over and uh bring a non yeah, get your hand on this ball i'm gonna bring a non-fiction for us uh that's good that? we need we probably need some that? yeah a who a what <laughs> It's a Did real non-fiction. Thing. Does a that real... just mean can... <laughs> Brett? Does non-fiction just mean non-book? Yeah, it's a yeah, true what are you story. Talking? Can people about... do that? Sometimes. I'm a piece of garbage. I yeah. need to read more non-fiction. People can write about things that are true. I'm confused. Yeah, it confused me too. Continue. But it hooked <laughs> me when I saw the title and read the description. It's coming out in April. It's called The Wager: A Tale of Shipwreck, Mutiny, and Murder. Oh, and it's by wait, and I'm an author, David Gran, which some people might know. I was doing some research on him. He wrote, um, and you may know more about the movie of it, but did you ever see that movie, The Lost City of Z? It had like Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson yes. I, and stuff. I feel in like it. I know of it, wait, but I don't. I know. I was thinking of Sandra Bullock and Daniel Radcliffe. What? Oh, and the, Channing Tatum. The yeah, it's not that. <laughs> I forget the name. <laughs> of it. What um, is that movie? Continue. I'm, not sure. I'm gonna look up that movie real quick. Okay. Um, but it's it was about Percy Fawcett exploring uh the Amazon. He was trying to find the lost city of gold. Um, mm. it's also nonfiction about Percy Fawcett, um, who's an explorer. But basically, it's about it's a shipwreck story. Um, about a British warship that was chasing down a Spanish galleon um, that had treasure on it. and Boat terms sound so cool. Sorry, <laughs> right. go on. Um, and so two years later, 
a patch here. This is the, it's just such a good, I'm, I might read a couple of the descriptions just because they're so good. This is what good, Goodreads had. Two years later, a patched together lifeboat washed up ashore on Brazil with 30 emaciated or emaciated survivors. Um, their story was a sensation, was a sensation until six months later when another batch of survivors washed ashore with a different story, which sounds so intriguing. Um, and this guy's good. He has two things right now. So he wrote killers of the flower moon, which is being, they, they're turning it into a movie and it's directed by Martin Scorsese. And they are, the movie rights to this book has already been bought as well. So it's just, it sounds like this guy is really good at writing nonfiction or about nonfiction stories. So um, it just sounds super interesting. Um, and it's another I'm boat. Hooked. It's another boat book. So I'm sold. I'm sold. I want, I want all the nautical nonsense this year. I want to be, it's, I mean, Tress of the Emerald Sea is all about, it's kind of a pirate story. And Dan and I, Dan and I have talked a little bit about how much we just like want more pirate stories in our lives. But it just all the all the nautical nonsense under the sea that I can get. That's what I want this year. This is the year of it, man. This is our boat uh, year. The Lost City, starring Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. It's <laughs> okay. just uh, all right, okay. All right, Dan, so you were you wrong. ridiculous, you were man. Wrong. I was close. Lost yeah, City was the end. The Lost City. I. What do you want from me? Yeah. Speaking of pirates, my next book. The Adventures of Amina al-Sarifi, Sarifi, maybe, by S.A. Trigbordi. This is the author of the Dave Bad trilogy, uh, which I've not read, but I've heard really good things about. But this is a pirate-themed book, um, a huge like escapism book, as there, she said. That's, that's why she wrote it. Um, but the story follows the escapades of former pirate and ship captain Amina al-Sarifi, She's pulled out of retirement and hired to track down a kidnapped daughter of a late comrade. She gets the gang back together, but the journey turns out to be more dangerous and supernatural than expected. Oh, shoot. This book sounds awesome. I that sounds so good. I'm all over this pirate stuff right now, man. Give me all of the pirate stuff. All the pirate stuff. Also, the the cover. You you sent me the... Yes. I, I like slapped that on my Goodreads so fast, but the cover is like a, the, a, just like a kraken attacking a boat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Man, it's nonfiction, right? Yeah, also nonfiction. nonfiction. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is, Brett. You're saying just nonsense. For, right for some extra hype behind this book, it was reviewed by RF Kwong and Fonda Lee, and both of them are like head over heels for it about how good it is. So that's wow. pretty high praise. Super, super excited. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's that's definitely that's definitely one that I wanna maybe hey, maybe for the podcast? I mean when wait, when does that drop? <laughs> I will have this book read a month from now. <laughs> it, it's dry, it, it comes out in March? Uh, February 28th, I think. February 28th? Yeah. Okay. Ah, oh, man. Okay, well, hey, hang on. Hold on. Do we... <laughs> hang on. Hold on. Do we already see- mess up our schedule to throw in this book? No, because Children of Time is March. Isn't it? Is um, it? No. I think it uh, is. I thought um, Catch Me If You Can was March. It might be. Maybe you know what? Let's, let's, let's hold to the schedule, but also my my um Keep Google just talked. I don't know if y'all heard that, but I no. bet my mic picked it up. That's um, so just be 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 aware of that if you're re-listening to this and you hear a real Parker's haunted in the background. It's yeah. it's my haunted house. Uh, that actually leads into nicely, unintentionally my my segue into my second book: How to Sell a Haunted House. 
<laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't prepare that, but that worked great, right? Smooth good landing. Good setup. Hey, hey smooth, good setup. smooth off, landing. Hey, off mic, good setup. Thanks, Brett. Uh, off mic, I love you more than Dan. Um, okay. So this... <laughs> So this this book, How to Sell a Haunted House, is is a Grady Hendrix novel. Uh, he wrote the Southerners Guide to the the Southerners Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires. I don't think I've ever once said that title correctly. <laughs> um, he also wrote the Final Girls Club. Is that the name of that title? Correct, the, I, guys. Third, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the Final Girls Support yes. Group. Support Group. Yes. Club. Thank you. God, I'm all over the place today. Uh, Grady Hendrix wrote those. He he he's kind of a, a, a current horror novelist, um, and he I, I like his style. But so the 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 premise of this though, I, the reason I'm interested, uh, I, I'm kind of fifty fifty on it is where I'm at right now. But okay. I'm keeping my eyes out for it because it's about get this, a family who has an experience with a haunted okay. house. <laughs> they leave. And then years later, the two sisters come back and try to sell the haunted house or, or sell the house and things start happening. Things start going bump Damn. in the night. That sounds, sounds like a book of the year. Yeah, oh, that, it's, it Parker, sounds... Parker, based on your book of the year, Bookends of Friends 2021 pick, it sounds right up your alley. Sounds right up my alley. So, I mean, I, I, for, for as much, uh, you know, like goofy anger i have about that uh, about riley sager's a uh, home before dark winning our first it's a good book 2021 book club pick Probably it's a good so. book it's a good book good story i think it's so similar to hill house that's the only reason why it kind of detracts from that yeah uh, but this also in that same vein sounds similar i but i'm a sucker for these type of stories you know yeah. so if done well i think could be a very good read for me in 2023 probably yeah. a fall read probably a spooky read uh, but it's uh, it's something to keep your eyes open for. Eyes are peeled. So you mentioned uh, Hill House, written by Shirley Jackson. Um, the author of this next book has been compared to Shirley Jackson, which is high. The daughter of Shirley. Oh, no! It's um, wow. Her name is these these Mari- right now are smooth as butter. It's great. It's uh. Her name is Mariana Enriquez. I apologize for pronunciation. She's uh, Argentinian or Argentine. Um, It's another horror fiction novel. It's called Our Share of Night. And it's about a father and son who discover that uh, their extended family turns out to be uh, vampires. Oh, yeah. Vampires uh, round two. Yeah. So it's another uh, adventure story of father and son. I love uh, that just, title. Right? It's so cool. The, the cool cover's title. really cool, too. Um, so yeah, that comes out February 7th. Um, and oh, yes. oh, whoa. A lot of early yeah. books. Yeah. So very excited books. for that. Very cool. Very cool title. Very cool story. Our share of night. Yeah, let, I, let's, read, let's read that, Brett. I, I want to I keep on this, this vampire train. I'm down. And okay. if you're compared to Shirley Jackson, that's like huge. Yeah, sticking that's pretty to, big. Sticking to the vamp train. Um, you know what's, what's your nuts? vampire book, Dan? Oh yeah, perfect segue here. <laughs> um, Let's see it. Are you know you what's stick the not landing? on the vamp train? What spiders wearing bowler hats? 
which is exactly where I'm going with Children of Memory, which is the third and final book of the Children of Time series, because apparently... Children I did of Time not know has that sequels. That, I did not know that that series had sequels. What the neither, heck? Neither did I. I also I didn't know, standalone. guys. Guys, this is gonna sound bad. Um, I didn't know that Adrian Chachovsky was still alive. I just for some reason assumed those books were really old. No, this, he, the Children of Time came out like six years ago. Okay, guys, this is blowing my mind a little bit because the entire time we've talked about Children of Time, I was thinking like for some reason I kept comparing him in my brain. To, uh, Dostoevsky, Arthur C. Clarke. Uh, no, to to like uh, Frank Herbert. Like I I I was yeah. thinking for some reason like this came around the time of like Dune. Maybe Are I you... am thinking of like Dostoevsky or something. Where like yeah. it's just a it's just a a lot of consonant long sounding last. One name. of those old Russian authors. Yeah, I I don't know, <laughs> guys. That's so that's so embarrassing. I'm an Are idiot you for real. Less excited or more excited oh, to know no, I'm this thrilled. wasn't written during Dune era of sci-fi. I'm thrilled. I, either way, I'm thrilled. I knew that Children of Time. There's another book in this series. Uh, children of shoot, they're all children of something. I can't remember the second one, but I thought the second one was a prequel, and maybe okay. it is. But Children of Memory is also coming out this year, which is obviously same universe, and people are calling it a trilogy. So, like, I don't really know what it is, but it's one of those things where, like, I really don't want to look up anything about this book. Yeah, sure. I just saw this pop up on Goodreads, and I was like, what the heck? And then yeah. I saw the other one, and I was like, what the heck? So, um, Children of Memory, third book by Adrian Tchaikovsky on this Children of Time timeline i don't know when it is the children of time timeline but i now that i know there's so many i do want to read um kind of like what parker did with percy jackson if if able i would love to read all of them kind of on my own time for our book episode just to like yeah have definitely the information. have a, so, a wider scope of the story yeah so this book comes out in march i think so Which before it'll come out before our or yeah. at the same time as our book month might be January. Did books release quarter the second one. half of the it year? It comes out quarter one. Oh, God. Yeah, no, there's <laughs> they, they do. They do, Brett. They, okay. It's wild. Just making sure. Um. All right. Well, so the, la- the last book I'm, I'm bringing uh, to our little discussion here is is Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers, uh, which is just a fun title. This book is written by J.C. Sorry, J.C. Jesse Q. Sassanto. Um, Sassanto. I can't speak today. <laughs> Uh, Jesse Q. (laughs) God. Oh boy. Okay. So this book is, uh, it's a cozy, it's a cozy murder mystery novel, which, uh, you can't, you can't write one of those without it being up my alley. Like, I feel like that's just like, (laughs) weirdly, that's just, it just speaks to me. That's your spot. Um, yeah, it really does. Like, I I don't know what it is. I like a a cozy comfort novel anyways. Like I, I feel like just like, Cozy fantasy, um, cozy murder, cozy whatever cozy murder. is is good for me. It's good for me. It's the, and and I don't know <laughs> if Richard Osman is going to release another Thursday Murder Club this yeah. year. Um, so I think this is gonna be kind of my uh my my replacement my my surrogate for that. Hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited about it. it, it it's it. Is following Vera Wong, who um, a murder happens in her apartment, and then she kind of stumbles into helping the police solve it. 
Um, and she's like an elderly woman. So, I mean, it, it's, it's literally just like the got it's got all of the, the all concoctions the and, and formula to be, yeah, yeah. yeah, to be a Parker book. So I'm, you, I'm looking forward to it. I love that. You heard it here first. Everyone Parker likes snuggle murder, snuggle murder, snuggle killings. <laughs> God. <laughs> snuggle killings oh what a good coin for this genre snuggle killings um all right are we are we almost where we got brett you got one more yeah uh so have y'all seen the new uh guillermo del god i can't speak either guillermo del toro i've infected you pinocchio no but i want to it's it's like i gotta watch it before the oscars because i'm sure it'll be how yeah it's gonna win some movies came out in the past five years i thought only two i'm gonna google it it's been like three or four go ahead bro um but oh, tj Klune, oh wait there was that weird one yeah the one that got memed on a lot uh but speaking of uh pinocchio tj clune has written a pinocchio s story that is coming out april 25th and it is called in the lives of puppets um, T.J. Klune, uh, Sweet. as previously discussed, we are reading uh, Under the Whispering Door in May, I think. Wow, I need to remember what months we're reading these books. Um, but <laughs> I should well, I'll also make a post. I need to make a post on our on our socials with all of the book schedule. But yes. Uh, so famously from House on the Cerulean Sea, which. Parker has read. Dan, have you read it? I think we already That's had some this cozy discussion. fantasy right there. Um, no, yes. I've not read it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I so TJ wrote a description on the Goodreads page for his book. It's like a two sentence description of his own book, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's a queer retelling of the Adventures of Pinocchio, starring an inventor named Victor. A mysterious android called HAP, which stands for Hysterically Angry Puppet. An anxiety-riddled <laughs> Roomba vacuum named Rambo. And a sociopathic <laughs> nursing machine. Incredible. Their registered automa- automaton to care, heal, educate, and drill, which is Nurse Ratchet for short. Which sounds wow. so good. Um... This is also yeah. like typical TJ Clune, man. He he is just good at that kind of like cheeky, uh, uh, like fun found family writing. Yeah, it just sounds so fun and cute, incredible, and uh, cool. Um, and, speaking of TJ yeah. Clune, to to interrupt really quick, uh, Tor is re-releasing his Wolf Song series, um, and they all look incredible. Like new covers for all of them, all hardcover. And so definitely check those out because they are super cool. Yeah, they're coming out this year, right? Yeah, this year. I think oh, they're cool. segmented out like a month apart from each other. Yeah, tack that on the list. Tack it Guys, on. We got good books to read in 2023. Yeah, we do. Too many. Um, hopefully, too, 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 too some, many. some might say too many. Fingers crossed uh, another Maze Runner sequel comes out after the Maze Cutter. Hopefully James okay. Dashner I'm, blesses us. Oh my with gosh. I thought you were kidding, but you're right. The maze another, cutter there's two is more. Out. Oh. The maze what? cutter came out last year. And apparently there's two more. I'm surprised none of y'all brought I, I'm surprised neither of y'all brought that to this. Well, I was going today. to, but it released last year. year. So 
Oh, 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 yeah. So, okay. I think it was on our last year <laughs> episode. Before we wrap up, I did want to hit y'all with some questions. Are there any genres that y'all would like to read more of in 2023? Fantasy like, and sci-fi. Okay, Dan. Um, <laughs> fiction. Oh, God. <laughs> you say non-fiction? nonfiction? Give me more. Yeah. I do I do like that. I like the uh I, I like that. I, I think I wanna um read more poetry again this year. I think I said that like not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's great. But I I, I like cozy my, murder poetry. My step into it. Some cozy murder poetry, please. Um so yeah, that's uh that and then also I, I do want to read more romance novels. I feel like every time okay. I do, I have a ton of fun with it. And then whenever I'm starting to pick up a new book, I just don't tend to go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not really a genre, um, but I'm excited to read. Don't make fun of me here. Um, Akatar for the yeah. simple fact of like talking to Nicole about Akatar. So like reading yeah, sure. more books that both of us have read. That's kind of what we're doing. She also did say she's going to she's. Oh boy, she's rereading Akatar right now. She read okay. it like six months ago. Yeah. Um, she finished book one. She's reading book two. She did tell me, and I'm saying this on the podcast. I can't remember how many times she's told me this, but it's on record now. She's gonna finish book two of Akatar, and she said Don't even I quote, Don't even Akatar does a lot of soft like fantasy and magic in their plot that doesn't make sense and i'm getting a hankering to find magic that does make sense and so i think i might start way of kings afterward oh my god i you know th- i agree with brett I'll, let's i'll let, believe it when i, I, I see believe it. it when i see it <laughs> she is so believe so it when i see it there that is uh i'm excited i'm excited for you to read that series though i had a ton of yeah, fun with it i'm gonna have a lot of fun um, with it and and honestly, more so for the community. I think there's a really yeah, fun community yeah. around that. But like, e- like even in the sense of like, for that reason, like the soft magic and kind of the goofier like tropes and and right. uh, and prose even of of the author. Like, there's a lot of fun stuff to be had uh, with those books, um, despite sure. whether you believe that to be good or not. <laughs> um so no that's yeah. that's fun uh okay so before we before we wrap up too i wanted to ask do y'all have any authors that you'd like to see make announcements in 2023 or maybe uh probably with some more books this year brandon sanderson yeah he doesn't have enough coming out this year <laughs> we need more if he could really work on writing some books God, no I'm, I'm excited for all more. the secret projects we yeah. didn't talk about that but that goes without yeah i mean we don't even need to say it like we're we are very excited to read the remaining three. If they're any, if they're anywhere near as good as Tress, then it's going to be a great year good for year. and Defiant. Fans. The last Skyward book comes out this oh, right. year too. That's right. I should read that series, maybe. <laughs> it's really good. I do have uh, an exciting author announcement. So I was thinking about this question when you put it on there, and I found this article by Scott Lynch, posted like two days ago. So Scott Lynch is the author of the Gentleman Bastard series. He's written three. The series is not done, but it's been on a pretty long kind of kind of pause, like a hard stop as he's finishing it. But in his post, he released the title for a novella that he's been working on within the Gentleman Bastard series that's going to oh, come neat. out this year. So 
uh, more than fools fill. God, that's a hard title to say. One second. More than fools fill graves by We're Scott Lynch, today. a gentleman bastard story, which is that's a super cool title. All of his titles are cool. Yeah. Um. So really, really excited for that. I, I've been in the mood for a good heist book. So sweet. Um. Yeah. I I want to read. I want to read his stuff. I want to read those books. I I do. I, I got I that warning stop. from you that it's yes. on hiatus. And so that kind of has stopped my right. interest. So I don't get sucked into another series and then have yep. to wait. I'm looking at you, Pierce Brown. I'm not reading Lightbringer. I didn't bring Lightbringer to this discussion because <laughs> I he said there's going to be another one. And I'm just, I can't, I don't want to do that to myself. Yeah. It's self-preservation. I'll read it eventually. Right. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, I still got to finish would, Morningstar. You got to finish Morningstar. That book's so good. Um, I, know. I would love to see some announcements from B.E. Schwab. I, I'm on her like posts, her like uh, email uh, like yeah. stuff that goes out. And she did release one recently um, around the new year saying that she was spending time with family and that she has some exciting announcements coming on the corner about the new Shade series um, and about another series. I think that she's like soft titled Bones. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's like the the pre-title so that she just has something to fill its place. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I, obviously I, I just love her work. So I'm excited for that. And then I, I joked about it earlier, but um, Richard Osman's been treating me every year for the past three years to a Thursday <laughs> murder club book. And it's kind of become like a annual thing that I just look forward to. Um, so that is on the list. Um. Also, can I back up and say this? This is for a very niche group, I would imagine. Mm. Uh, but I've read all of the Adventure Zone graphic novels that are based yeah. on the Adventure Zone series, the, the the podcast series that the McElroy family has produced. Um, and the uh, fifth one of those is coming out here in like a month or two. So that's a 2023 graphic novel that I'm excited for. Very nice. Well, cool. I think we did it. Uh, should we bookmark it there? Do we have any other thoughts? Um, we want you, the listener, to mm-hmm, send mm-hmm. us your most anticipated books so that we can talk about that. Um, we would love to hear from you on that front. Um, and we also want, because, you know, we want more ideas. We want to add more to the pile of books that we already want to read. The yeah, it's like a sickness. Pile. I'm running it's out of sickness. bookshelf. But I do, yeah, there's no more bookshelf in, in our household. Yeah. They're falling like all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it's fine. I want, I want more, give it, send us in your recommendations. Uh, we'd love to hear from y'all. And then also like, just give us little synopsises, synopses, so we can know what they're, what these books are about. Because we also might use them for our second half of 2023 yeah, for reads sure. once we get into that. Um, and you can reach us at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Um, and then also just email us, reach out to us, give us uh, quotes of the weeks, send us in your short stories because we we want to incorporate those into our podcast um, so that we can just get more of that sense of community. Um, and I I think that's it. Did we have anything else? Um, we'd like to thank Jacob Robinson for his uh, wonderful theme music and Maddie Moon for our wonderful cover art. Thank you both. As always, y'all are the best, the best people and great readers, but the both of them are fantastic readers. Yeah, they Jacob are. Jacob uh, is flying through some books. Yeah, I mean, 
And we've probably stolen more recommendations from Maddie than we'd care to admit yeah, on 100%. the show. But she she's like our our uh, uh the <laughs> what's the like she she vets books for us. I feel like because she reads at such a fast pace that she'll like find stuff and be like, "This is good, not worth your time. Good, definitely read this, yeah. not worth your time. you know that kind of stuff." Maybe so, maybe you two. I've never listened yeah, to Dan, Maddie Daniel's Book the bad in my boy. Life. Of, yeah, Dan's just mad because Maddie introduced us to Brandon Sanderson. <laughs> and uh, never forget and the never. real friends were the ones you stopped being friends with due to a podcast that you hosted together love you dan all right love you guys